Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. This is Eric Wright, your host of the Disco Posse podcast. This episode is brought to you by our good friends at Veeam Software. So if you go to vee.am forward slash Disco Posse, you can check out all the great stuff for protecting all your data goodness. Uh, so make sure you can back your clouds up, back your virtual machines up, back your everything up. Uh, and even Office 365 and all sorts of SaaS goodness. So make sure you get on in there. So go to vee.am forward slash Disco Posse. Let them know that you came from here. Uh, and also, again, long time shout out, good friends, uh, my good friends at Veeam. With that, let's get started. This is a great show featuring Curtis Ray. So Curtis is not only a best-selling author of The Lost Science of Compound Interest, but he's just one of those folks that the more you talk to him, you can really get wrapped up into the story and the, the passion that he has. Uh, so Curtis is a belief in the compound system. He's actually the uh, co-founder of Suncor Financial as well. And he really, really brings a great story about how you can kind of free yourself up from the financial burdens by leveraging compound interest. And more than anything, just we get into how he got there, uh, his personal approach, and just a, a great conversation. So big shout out to Curtis. Enjoy the show. With that, let's get started. This is Curtis Ray, and you're listening to the Disco Posty Podcast. Curtis Ray, we've got a really, really, I'm excited about this conversation in a lot of ways because I came from a background in technology, but I've worked in a lot of financial services organizations. I've come from a lot of the background in, in some of the areas that, that you're in. Beyond what you're doing as a business, I really, you have an infectious ability to like excite people about stuff that you do. You're an author. You're uh, somebody who's got the ability to bring potential financial freedom to people if they do things well. Um, so if you want to, let's just introduce you to the crowd and we're going to talk first. I'd love to talk about your book and then we'll work backwards to kind of what you and the Suncor team are, are doing. That's perfect. Thanks for inviting me, Eric. So your, your book is available. It's called The Lost Science of Compound Interest. And this is one of those magical things uh, where people, it, it seems magic only because they're afraid of the science. And science and math are two things that scare the hell out of a lot of people. And it's probably the reason why a lot of us are on the wrong side of the ledger, you know, when we look at a retirement and look at other stuff in the future. So talk about the, what brought you to, to, to write the book, what some of the core stuff is in there. And then I'd love to kind of get your, how you, your whole history in leading up to this. You're a young looking fellow, so I can't imagine <laughs> you've, you, you've, you've lived a lot based on the stuff that I've followed you and, and kind of read about you. So, uh, but let's start with the book. It's, it's very, very cool. Yeah, so people ask me all the time, hey, Chris, what should I do with my money? Like I'm, I'm in a position in my life where I wanna start making good decisions. And I always ask them, do you want the emotional answer or the mathematical answer? Because those are two completely different answers. One makes you feel real good. It's exciting. And, you know, Bitcoin and paying off my debt and getting a 15-year mortgage and, and deferring my taxes and all the things that we're bombarded with every single day in finance. And little do we know that almost none of it is good for our long-term benefit. None of it. And so I wrote this book, The Lost Science of Compound Interest, and I talk about these feel-goods and, and how these empires are built you know, we know who we're talking about who screamed to pay off your debt and you're an idiot for buying a car and, and go do this because it's low cost. And I tell people, I go, unfortunately, when Einstein said compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world, he also added, he who understands it earns it. And the sad part mm -hmm. is almost no one understands it. And so I, I took the last six years of my life dedicated to finance and understanding why and how compound interest works and why it's this cliche that we say all the time, but no one really understands what it is because there's actually five necessary and required components elements, we'll call them, to even achieve compound interest. And if you don't have all five of them, it's a counterfeit. It has parts of it, you know, but it's, you're never going to get the full potential of this financial freedom and, and, the, and the amazing 
opportunities money brings us. I know people always say money doesn't buy happiness, but it does buy freedom. And what you can do with freedom is life-changing. So I'd way rather have freedom first and then I'll find my happiness. Yeah, they say money doesn't buy happiness, but it does buy bicycles and bicycles make me very happy. Uh, so yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a matter of the, well, you, you highlight the important thing, the science, mathematics, and emotion. And there's the, the right brain and left brain are colliding as we talk about those, those practices, right? And it's very easy for us to think, you know, let's just go lizard brain, like this would feel good right now. And you don't even have control over it in a way like it literally is pulling from that part of your, your, your soul inside that you just can't control. And then there's the opposite where you think, you know, and those long-term thinking goals are really hard to enact because there's a lot of short-term hurdles that can, they're way easier to just like step back and say, you know, well, I slipped this month, but I'll get back on it next month. And when you're looking at a 10 year goal, a five-year goal, like anything beyond tomorrow, a week, a, you know, six months even, it's very easy for us to just kind of like wipe it out and say like, hey, well, it's all right. I'm just going go a little further on my current path and I'll be okay. I'll figure it out later. Yeah. What I always tell people, I go, there is one in the most important asset you can possibly possess in your life. If you want to be completely financially wealthy and free and all the other things that we're actually looking for, it's called time. Time is the driving force to everything. So how much time can you put into compounding or wealth building? You know, and that's when these financial advisors say these ridiculous things, man. Like they're so opposite of math and science. Like, don't worry, it will always rebound. What, what will rebound? Yeah, you'll get your money back, but you just lost time. <laughs> and time was way more important than the money, you know, and, and all those things that they just, they, they, they neglect and they, they ignore and underestimate the power of time and why Einstein, I, I truly believe this because I've read a lot of stuff on the power of compounding and various um, theses on, if that's even the word, thesis, plural thesis, thesis. Yeah, 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 <laughs> thesi of, of compound interest. And it always goes back to the same thing. You have to give it time. And so this whole thing, oh, I'll pay off my debt first and then I'll have more money to compound later. It's like, that's backwards. Oh, I'll get no. a 15 year mortgage and then I'll go pay compound after that. That's backwards. It will always rebound. Don't worry. That's backwards. But all those were feel goods. It felt really good to know that I'm going to go for the home run. Who cares if I strike out? Cause I'm in my twenties or my thirties. So I have plenty of time to rebound. No, you don't. Right. You by the decision you make right now will cost you millions, if not tens of millions of dollars, 30 to 40 years from now. If you make the mathematical decision, if you make the emotional decision, you're just up, down, up, down, up, down. And, and the craziest part about this whole thing. And I hope our discussion goes this direction is we've been sold these various paths of financial freedom, either from index funds or real estate or saving cash or crypto, how many people actually feel free? That should be the proof in the pudding is I know people who have 401ks and IRAs and real estate, and they still chasing some form of freedom that they don't feel. And the reason being is because they're always in risk. There's always risk there. There's always something that's not purely compounding. So they always have that hesitation like, but tomorrow I'm going to fill it, but tomorrow I'm going to be free. And it never comes. And why my first book, I don't know if you know about my first book, it's called Everyone Ends Up Poor because I, I lay it out that we've been sold on something that produces amateur at best results. And they do produce some results, so we buy into it. And they produce a lot of immediate results, so we love it. And then it slows down and it loses and it risks and all the various things. And one day we're 60, 65 years old and we go, what freaking happened? Yeah, We well, never achieved it. If we look at, there's a lot of, there's a lot of ways to approach finance. And I think what we even get more confused nowadays, if I look at, if I've got the, the Ray Dalio, the Bridgewater capital kind of methodologies where they've chosen a very specific and algorithmic approach and they've measured it over time and they've been able to have great successes as a hedge fund relative to others. And they've always been way ahead of the indices. They've been able to, to achieve good successes for their clients and then I look at the others, which is like the Berkshires, where you've got Buffett and Munger, who have a, a set of methodologies they map to, very much long-term thinking, very much risk is part of that portfolio. 
I've got good friends of mine, a fellow named Andrew Johns. He has a case, cash management is his company. They're based in Vancouver and his, you know, he's very much like cash. That's his, that's his fundamentals of his plan. And each of those have their successes. And I think because they've done what you say, which is kind of like risk, it has to be weighed into it as part of it. But then there's most people's financial advisors and their own personal wealth management or hopes of wealth management. And like you said, it's just the risk is not used as part of the the algorithm when yeah. they look at, at what it is. Well, I go I go one step further. You have to eliminate risk. You right. don't manage risk. You have to you eliminate just it. Get it out. Because inside of, and I'm going to go back to the book and the science of compound interest is there's this math equation. You know, I'm going to say it and it's going to confuse some people. We don't have, it's much easier with graphics, but it's Y equals A parentheses one plus R parentheses to the X power. And that is the compound equation. That is how you know how much compound interest you're going to get. What's it going to look like, how you forecast it, et cetera, et cetera. There's no plus minus in there. It's not win or lose. It is one plus R, <laughs> That's it. not one plus minus R. And yeah. so every, almost every platform out there has this plus minus factor in it where it's growth and loss. It's not actually compounding. It's a counterfeit of compounding. And I, I use the analogy of Warren Buffett sometimes. And, and I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, my disclosures, I'm going to use estimated numbers because I don't know it to the dollar. So, For sure, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. he had like $50 billion in 1999. After 2008, it dropped all the way down to somewhere around 38, something 36 billion or something like that. And then he had to recover, you know, and it took him five, six years to get back to the 50. And now he's got 90. If he would have been in something that didn't lose in 2008, he would have 200 billion by now. Right. Because he wouldn't have lost the compound cycle. He wouldn't have lost the time that he had to recover in. And so even the best investments, if they're built in plus minus, they will never produce the pure compounding effects that Einstein called the most powerful force in the universe, the greatest discovery ever, all those things. And so my methodology and what I try to tell people is, no, 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 no. I know it's not exciting. I know it is boring. But slow, steady, and secure, focusing on your rate of compounding, not your rate of return. We've been told our whole life to chase rate of return. When I go talk to someone about investments, almost unanimously, the first question they ask me is, what is my rate of return? Yeah, they're looking for dividends. They're looking for all sorts of stuff that, yeah. It's those those very sort of dopamine hit little points along the path where they're like, and it's like when people gamble. Everybody I've talked to that's a gambler, they never tell you how much they've lost. They only keep track of how much they've won. And I know tons and tons of people like, yeah, I go to the casino every weekend. And uh, how much have you, uh, how, how do you do? They're like, I've won like, I've won about 35,000 bucks. We won a Harley Davidson once. You're like, that's cool. How much did you spend to win that? Uh, you know, no one... No one F- wants funny to do that story. part of the math. <laughs> yeah. Funny story. I have an employee who came back from vacation. She went to Las Vegas before COVID. And uh, she goes in and she goes, man, I-, I said, how was Vegas? And she goes, it was awesome. I won $600. And I'm like, shut up. No one goes to Vegas and wins any money because you stay long <laughs> enough, you always lose. I mean, even if it yeah. pays out 99.9%, you will eventually lose. You are losing a penny every time you put in a dollar. Um, and I go, wow, you made 600 bucks. How did you like, how'd that work out? What'd you start with? And she goes a thousand. So I go, Oh, so you came home with 1600 bucks. And she goes, no, I came home with 600 bucks. And I go, so you lost 400. She goes, no, I came home with 600 bucks. I was already expecting to lose a thousand. I came home with 600. So I made 600. I'm like, Oh my goodness. (laughs) That's not how this works. (laughs) Well, and it's interesting. That's that really brings something, right? We have, a, uh, we have a high pain tolerance as humans. It's a weird thing. And so we can go in and look, Hey, I've, I'm guilty of it myself. I go to Vegas for events all the time. And, and I'm, I walk in there with an acceptable level of loss. I'm like, there's, here's 250 bucks. I never need to see again. I'm just going to fire this mm-hmm. into a machine. And some over the course of a year, I keep track of my, and I generally come up around even after a bunch of times, like, but if I won 800 bucks, I'm most likely going to put a bunch of it back in and, and I'm right back down at my 250 again. It's, it's nature, yeah. but it's, it's so funny that we, we very easily like have to shed that regret 
And well, I think the, that's why we, I, I don't know how, so when you talk to people, like is, is how do you undo that willingness to accept loss? Yeah, it's, it's a difficult one because I joke all the time about the financial advising world and they will lose you 40% in .com and then they'll come back and they'll put commercials on TV saying, we will help you navigate through this. You got me here. Like <laughs> you're, the, you're the same person I'm gonna help navigate? You got me here. Or like the COVID thing, how many people are out on social media right now? Oh, reach out to your financial advisor, your CFP, because he will help you navigate through COVID. It's like, you got us here. Like yeah. you put us in a risk. And so I tell people, it's like, you can't be tricked in this whole, it will always rebound. Cause yes, it will always rebound. But like I said, you lost time. And then they'll use really fancy terms. Like, don't worry, we'll rebalance your portfolio. I don't even know what, you know, most people don't have no clue what that even means, but it sounds cool. Like, Hey, Oh, we'll rebalance your portfolio. We'll buy low. We'll sell high. You know, it will always rebound. You'll be back into business and, and you got to capitalize on the down market. You can't capitalize on the down market because you lost. But like you said, we're conditioned to believe the loss already happened. And the moment the rebound starts, we feel good again. So the pain of losing goes away and then we feel all great again until 2008 hits us. And then we have a 10 year bull market and we're feeling all great and then COVID hits us. And supposedly a, a second batch of COVID's coming down and is gonna hurt, hurt the economy again. And, and you just never know. And so my book is always focused on I mean, it's the, it's the most common theme of my book is risk can happen at any moment in time. You never know where it comes from and it will make you lose time. And because you lost time, you can't fully compound because you can't fully compound. You lost the most powerful force in the universe. And the crazy part about my book is I started, I started writing it in July of 2019. Great market. 2019 was awesome. I'm trying to tell everyone, Hey, rate of compounding, not rate of return. That is your goal. That is your path to security and, and confidence and full financial freedom. No one, you know, uh, about one in six people, it's called the law, uh, the diffusions of innovations, right? How many people actually listen to innovation and is willing to embrace it? About one in six people listened to me, five and six said, no, I have a, I have a financial advisor. My portfolio is doing great, great rate of return, all that other stuff. And I published it on March 9th of 2020. That was the week the world got lit on fire. And I'm like, the universe was just smiling down on me. Obviously, I don't want people dying or anything. But when it comes to financial, the world had to get a, a sucker punch. It's like, no, no, it's not rate of return. It is rate of security inside your rate of return. Those two things combined, which I call yin and yang in my book, I say there are two contrasting forces, security and growth. One without the other is incomplete. You cannot have them independent of each other because when they're independent, they're not as strong. It's like there's that analogy of if you had a two by four, you know, to build a house and you put pressure on both ends of it, it cracks at like a thousand pounds of pressure because it has weak points inside of it. But if you take two two by fours and screw them together, it now like exponentially increases its strength because where one is weak, the other is strong all the way throughout the whole thing. And so I tell you, it was like, Yin and yang of investing is security plus growth coexisting. And that is how you get compound interest. How do you, how do you get people to slow down and, and think about those things, right? It's because it, there's so much noise out there. And do you find it frustrating sometimes because of how much sort of confusion there is, whether it's just media and accepted practice, like it's, what is that? How do you get people to that aha moment where they, they get it and then they're ready. It's like one thing, a lot of people that kind of nod their way through it, they'll listen to a podcast, they'll read a book. They're like, I'm fired up. I'm ready. And then like 19 minutes later, they're right back where they were at the start. Like it, but how do you, how do you turn somebody towards the thing? What are kind of maybe, is it examples? Do you, do you have other customer cases that you can bring towards people? Yeah, I mean, I have my, on my TikTok channel and YouTube and Facebook and Instagram, I make these 58 second videos. They're really short, they're very precise. They, 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 they drive home a point and I'm just flooding the market with, with um, examples of why Almost everything we've ever been taught ever is backwards. And, and so 
my goal is to, if you start putting in ideas in people's head one day, and, and some people it takes them one minute, other people take one year. I have people who contact me now that, that heard me a year ago that said, holy crap, it just started making sense. Yeah. And, and so you can't force that. Like you said, right brain, left brain. It's not, you can never over, you can't explain something to someone that doesn't want to hear what you're saying. Like you, you can have every fact, every example, everything in the whole world. I could give a guarantee, contractual guarantee with gold in an escrow account. And they still won't believe me because they haven't heard it. It didn't, it didn't click in their brain. And so my book, I have 85 different graphics. I go side by side with the S&P 500, with paying off your mortgage faster, inflation, how, how you navigate infinite banking, um, velocity banking. I mean, every single system out there that is mainstream. I did a side by side, compound interest versus mainstream. And 100% of the time, compound interest wins. And so, like I said, about one in six of people who listen to me reach out to me. We have hundreds of clients a month that are reaching out to us. I mean, hundreds of clients that are actually signing up, thousands who are already, are already in the system, but it should be 10,000s. It should be hundreds of thousands. It should be millions that someone, we've always been told our whole life, slow, steady wins the race. And someone finally comes here and says, slow, steady wins the race and produces you more income if you let it compound. Ah, sounds too good to be true. Well, like this is what we've been begging for our whole lives. Someone finally designed something that would provo- provide security and growth and your best outcome, believing in science and math. And 85% of the population is like, no, until my financial advisor tells me about it, I, uh, I won't listen to it. It's like, there's your problem. Like you're unwilling to do your own work. Anyone who's willing to do their own work. And like I said, he who understands it earns it will receive a tremendous benefit down the road. He who listens to other people and, and doesn't want to do any homework for themselves. It just kind of happens. The other thing that, and this is always interesting. So I'm a huge student of a lot of psychology and, and watching folks like yourself. You've got your videos are really, really cool. Like they're just beautifully produced. They're snappy very like just information is there you walk away from everyone with quality content right and it's really really presented well and produced one of the problems i think we have right now is kind of TikTok nation right where we've got people that are instagram live they're watching gary v they're doing all these things and they get all these like people that have a personality but you have an incredible personality that really comes through but people kind of get locked up as like, oh, you're one of those like super motivated people. <laughs> and that's not really me. And I think that's, that's also, I, I'm not sure like how to convert people. And I, I myself, I, I love getting motivated and getting excited through other people's stories. It's how I started this bloody podcast, right? Is that I can really like live that experience strongly and then take something away from it. And I find so many people, they're just like, I, I, I don't want to get excited about this. Like they, cause yeah. they, there's a real weird sense, Curtis, that it's like, but that's for other people, right? That's, you got to have money to make money. Like they, it's very easy for people to talk themselves out of stuff. And so sad. It's so sad. And, and I, and I tell people this, I go, there's only one reason that you don't achieve the financial goals you want. And it is called truly compounding because the smallest amount of money with enough time will produce the most amazing results. And so I've had lots of success telling people that like, you know, most of them surprisingly come to me to get compound accounts started for their children. And I'm like, what about you? Like, they're like, Hey, (laughs) you know, my kid is only five years old. He's got 80 years to compound. I want to put in $5,000 and that $5,000 will be worth like $10 million by the time they die. You know, it's got so much power with time. And I'm like, you're 30. Like, let's start you an account. Oh, I only have 30 years. You know what we can do in 30 years or I'm 40 or I'm 50 or I'm 60. No matter what position you're in life, compounding is your, is your best result. It may not be the result you want. If you're 60 years old and you never start and you want to start right now and you've only got 25 years of life left, guess what? Compounding is still your best result. And, and so the, the mathematics sides, obviously a lot of times it's deer in the headlights. People are like, what are you talking about? Y equals A1 plus R to the X, you know, security, growth, leverage, et cetera. But I'm just like, that's not your job. 
Your job is to pay yourself first. I go back to The Richest Man in Babylon, which is my favorite book ever written. I go, your only job is to put yourself first. If you can decide right now in this moment that you come first, your future self comes first, before your mortgage and before your stupid bills and, and all the stuff that you're told that that's, what, that's why you're sad is because you have some debt. No, it's not. It's because you don't know how to progress your life. You don't know how to find abundance and, and prosperity in your life and all that stuff. But pay yourself first. Everything else can be handled for you. What we do with the money and how we guarantee that it never loses and how we grow it and how we accelerate and all that other stuff, that is what, that, that's our job. You know, you, you hire plumbers and you hire electricians, you hire doctors, you hire me. Like that's what our job is to do that for you. But I cannot make the decision for you to put yourself first. And the moment you put yourself first, you're going to find a sense of and source of happiness that has never existed in your life. Because we've been told that by putting yourself first, that's somehow selfish. No, it's not. Because the best version of you is the best version of you for the world. You're the best husband, best spouse, wife, kids, um, uh, employee, boss, whatever. But it all goes back to the simple thing. Pay yourself first, put yourself first. And if you can make that decision, everything in your life is going to get better. Well, the, people like to hear that, right? Put yourself yeah. first. <laughs> but it, this is the, the interesting thing is there's, there's even, there's been experiments done too where it, there's actually stuff that psychology that's counter to that and that's why i think what we fight a lot of times is that we we believe we'd like to but then we don't and there was uh they there's one experiment was done through it was columbia where they said they gave people here here's what it is you get cash money i'm going to give you 500 dollars. go into that mall and spend money on somebody you know and then they took another group of people and their control group was go in there and spend $500 on yourself. And then what they did was they took sort of the experiencing self that was going through, you know, doing the, the purchasing of things. And then they followed up later on and they asked people kind of how they felt about the situation. The funny thing was the people that had bought stuff for other people felt better. Of course. Than the people that bought stuff for themselves. So that's, that's beautiful, right? That's powerful because you're, but then they take that and they say, so therefore I should never do stuff for myself. You don't like when you're well, on no, a plane I, and you get told by the air, like the flight attendant, put your own mask on before you put it on your child. It's counterintuitive, but if you can't save yourself first, then how the hell are you going to save your child? Why wouldn't you treat your finances that way? Right. And, but then we go, oh, but I'll feel better. Like, look, you will genuinely psychologically feel better giving somebody else. However, <laughs> don't forget no, about see, yourself. <laughs> but see, here's where I go with it. Remember, the only missing component of your life and your happiness is compounding. Right. So what I say is this, pay yourself first. Now your money is producing money and will produce money forever. So from the growth of your money, not your own money, because your money is your money to keep. But from the growth of your money, you can then go do anything. You can buy stuff for people, church, charities, your own, um, go on religious missions, uh, you know, your grandkids, pay for colleges, whatever you want, because your money is now working for you for the rest of your life. It's not that service isn't awesome because it is. Because I also believe pay yourself first. Service is pay yourself first. You yeah. know, my wife, you know, I'm watching football on Saturday morning. My wife's like, hey, you know, our neighbors are moving. You should go help them. I'm like, I'm watching football. Give me a freaking break. Yeah. Curtis, go help them. Okay. <laughs> you know, and I go help them. And how do I feel after I feel freaking great? Yeah. Of course I should have helped them. But the linear mind, you know, the, the, the emotional mind is like, no, I want to watch football. And so pay yourself first is not a, I want to be selfish, you know, do things for me. It is what makes the best outcome of me. Like, how do I make me the best version of me? And that includes getting money, compounding, serving people, good health. I always say, pay yourself first, drink more water. If, it, if everyone just drank more water, guess what would happen? A lot of these diseases would go away, you know, and, and all that stuff. And so, but with money, it is so important. And I, I tell people this, I go, even churches and charities, I go, you're missing out on something. People give you money, you go spend money to save people, right? You know, whatever. And, and you know, whatever, whatever charitable contribution it is, that is a really, really good thing. But if you took that money and you got it into a compound account, it would then produce money forever. 
with or without new donors. The problem with charities is they always need new, need new donations over and over and over, or they go out of business, right? And so the compounding and why, you know, I always go back to Einstein and Benjamin Franklin and all these people who wrote about the power of compounding, it's money making money. So if, if us as a society and teaching our kids and, and, and just the universal knowledge and education of it was, hey, everything you want to do is good, but you just missed one step. Get your money compounding first. And then from the growth of your money, money making money, you can now spend it, you can spend it freely. Um, you don't even have to worry about it. You don't have to negotiate. You don't have to fight people on pricing because your money will make more money next year and it will continue to make and make and make and everything in society becomes better. You become better. You have more money to do whatever you want. And that going back to it is freedom, freedom to choose what you do, what, when you want to do it and with whom you want to do it with. So how do we, how do we translate this into other things? Cause I think this is the, the other challenge that we face is, as humans, right? Is that we feel like we focus, we have to like take that focus and maybe we're financially sound, but quite often I find there's another, there's another, something gets taken away. We always feel like we've got to give something in one area and take it from another as if it is always a, an equilibrium. And in some ways it is, but beyond the compounding of your, your wealth and your, your freedom, what's, uh, how can we compound ourselves? Curtis? Well, Cause go. you've got, you've got a beautiful energy and I'm, I can't imagine you've got to have some secrets that have, <laughs> you can compound your energy in, in order to like stay motivated and, and do other things that can really bring that excitement to give us the tension and the focus to do those other things that matter as well. Yeah, so I believe that Einstein actually never said compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world. I believe he said compounding is the eighth wonder of the world. Because I, I just don't, I never read very much about him really talking about money. He's talking about universe and power and energy right. and, and the force of it. And so what compounding it is the, the doubling of a power or happiness or energy or whatever over and over and over and over. And so one turns to two, four, eight, 16, 32, turns into a hundred trillion in you know, 40 compound cycles. And so I tell people, I go, if you can apply the science of compounding, then it can be applied to anything in your life. And there are five essentials. If you can do these five things in anything, your marriage, your health, your wealth, your, your business, anything, you will have the absolute greatest outcome possible. But if you have only four of them, it is not full. It is not complete. It is a counterfeit. If you have three, two, one of them, if you have zero of them, that just sucks. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, right. and so these five things are, and I'm going you know, I'm to I'm spell them out and how we translate them. One, you have to pay yourself first. You have to understand that you're going to make a decision for your best future self, not your best immediate self. And that's the difference. I call pay yourself first. It should actually be said, pay your future self first, meaning make a decision that is mathematically sound or scientifically sound, not emotionally sound. If you can remove emotion out of the game, you will make way better decisions. Right. <laughs> so pay yourself first is the first rule of compounding. You got to put your energy into it. It's your investment. What are you willing to put into it? Your second is your commitment. Are you willing to do it first religiously? It, it's got to be like, I'm starting right now and I'm not stopping. And so you're going to invest and you're going to commit to that investment. Your third is your, your, your security. You can't be in something that loses a marriage. For example, every time you fight, You've got to make up to get back to where you were, right? That's called the makeup, right? And a lot of people don't realize this is in math, but it's also in the universe. Every step backwards requires two steps forward. And people are like, what do you mean by that? I go, if you had $10,000 and you lost 50% of it, how much money do you have? 5,000, right? If you gain 50% back one second later, how much money do you have? 7,500. So you lost 5,000, which was 50% of the big amount where you started and you only gained 50 and you gained 50% back of the smaller amount. So you had to gain a hundred percent back just to get back to even. And so your, your relationships or your health or things like that, when you take steps backwards, you fight with your spouse, you go binge drinking, whatever you want. You've got to work double hard 
just to get back to where you were before the negative effect, before you can even start making it better. And so you lost time and energy. And, and that's why people live in this limbo, this nonstop um, rut. <laughs> you know, they're, they're happy, they're sad, they're happy because they're using all their energy just to get back to where they were. But right. if you can level out your emotions and just be in slow, steady, secure, slow, steady, secure, don't be too high, don't be too low, don't go for home runs as long as you never strike out. That's why security is the third component of compounding. Your fourth component is growth. You have to go do things. You know, like I said, marriage, you have to take your spouse on date night. You have to go to the gym. You have to go running. You have to drink water. You have to um, find investments that are secure and grow. They have to coexist. It can't be too aggressive on the growth. Can't be too aggressive on the security. Like my examples for that are pure stocks, you know, Bitcoin stocks, things like that are too much growth heavy and you are insecure. Then you go do really, in, you're really not very compounding things like whole life and cash and and things yeah. like that where they're guaranteed security but they just don't really make you anything so yeah, they won't go below current value but they also won't rise in value <laughs> exactly or barely above inflation and things like yeah. that and so you got to be in things that are yin and yang they, they they grow but they're secure and there's only two or three options out there that's the problem there are not very many options out there because our emotions tell us no i want home runs or no i want security well if you can leave let the math and science tell you you want growth and security. And so, you know, don't fight with your spouse and take her on date night. You can do that, you know, or, or, or drink some water and go to the gym. You can do that. Um, you don't need to go, go on these crazy diets where you lose 18 pounds in, in 72 hours because that's unsustainable. It's too much growth, you know, or, you know, I'm just going to sit around and play Nintendo all day because I like it, right? <laughs> And so there's that, that nice fine line of growth and security. And then lastly, it's called leverage or time. If you can take small little steps forward, time will produce amazing results. If you don't have a lot of time, it's called leverage and that's using other resources. So for example, it could be, you know, a marriage counselor that can help your marriage. That, that's outside resources that make you better. Getting a personal trainer, that's an outside resource that can accelerate your results. Inside of um, money, it's called OPM, other people's money, you know, lines of credit from banks and, and insurance companies and things like that. And so to, to full circle this, if you can have somewhere that you invest, and it, you can be consistent with it. And it is protected. You're not going to take steps backwards no matter what. You're, you're not going to live in plus minus. It is just plus. Even if your plus is slow, you're going to grow that. And then you leverage it. You use every resource available to you. You will find in a certain amount of time. It's not real fast. And so it's not exciting. And it, and it takes six months or a year or five years or how, depending on you know, what you're trying to accomplish. But if you stay consistent on those five things over and over, you will discover the most powerful force in your life. And that is progress. That is compounding. That is making doubling of an asset over and over one to two to four to eight to 16 to 32. And one day you look back and like, wow, that was actually pretty easy. It was slow, steady and secure and letting your rate of compounding produce the results. And that is how the world ends up rich. That's how the world ends up happy. That is how the world ends up free. That is how we end up healthy. And with marriage success of 90%, not 48% and all the other fun stuff that we're trying to accomplish. Well, the, the methods that you described there, it's one that I find people really have difficulty and I do a lot of coaching for diet, exercise, other, other things around just like learning and such and mentoring. And, and I'll tell people, and this is my, I got, it's my hundred pushups plan. And people always say like, how do I learn how to do a hundred pushups? I'm like, I got you. We're going to do this together. And they said, okay, so you look at every other hundred pushup plans out there. It says, throw down. Do as many as you can, and that's your baseline, and then let's work from that. And I'm like, no, no, no. I want you to get ready. Okay, we're going to do this together. Hold on. Okay, one. Okay, good. We're done for the day. And they're like, but I can do more than that. Like, no, slow down. And they're like, what, how do you, what do you mean slow down? I did one push-up. I'm like, and tomorrow you'll do another one. And then the next day you'll do two. So, but I could get you to do 12 right now and you'll be able to do them. And then tomorrow you're going to be a little bit sore when you do the next six. And then the fourth day in, you're going to injure yourself. 
because yeah. you'll you push. I'm like, but if you just did one today and then one the next day and then two and then one and then three and then two and then five, just trust me, you follow this plan and three months in, you can do a hundred and you're not injured. And, and, but it's so funny that people, they want to fast forward to the good parts. Well, right? they're going to they be like, wanna. wait, I thought you were going to give me a secret. Like I was, like I tell them, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 no, but I, I like, that, that's what they're always looking for. They're like, like, wait, 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 Curtis, you're telling me that I just have to be slow, steady and secure and just let compounding do all the heavy lifting. I go, yes. And they're like, where's the secret sauce? Like I, you know, they come to my pot, they come to my live events and they're like waiting for this magic pill, this bean that you can plant and, and, and you know, Hey guys, don't tell anyone, but I got this secret ground level investment and only the few 50 people in this room are going to hear about this. And, and this is what we're going to do. <laughs> and, and they come in and I go, no, all you have to do is put money away, make sure it's protected. We're going to grow it and we're going to leverage it a little bit right back into secure growth. And if you can do that and wait 15, 20 years, you will be wealthy. What? It sound, sounds what? unsexy, doesn't it? <laughs> I know. Like, but yet your situation, I mean, in three months, you'll be doing 100 push-ups. How many people can even do 100 push-ups? Almost no one. But yet anyone could in 90 days if they just stuck to it. Yeah. But yet it's not sexy. I want, I want you to tell me that I need to go starve myself and, and take these creatine shots and do a thousand pushups every minute on the minute. And then, and then I'll be super strong. And then I give up in three days because I'm freaking sore and I can't wake up and I just can't move my arms. And then I just never do it again because I'm like, that sucked. I didn't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it, it really, it, it goes to the, to your point of like, let's remove risk from it. Like that's the, the most important thing I want to do for people is I want to get them out of the negative. I want to remove that opportunity for them to experience a setback. And there's this really unfortunate sense that we've got with, like I said, the, the, the Tony Robbins and the Gary V's and a lot of folks that are phenomenal people and they tell great stories and they've done, they've achieved great things. However, the unsexy part of it is that if you just did this this way, conservatively, you, you, you've got a pretty predictable, really good outcome. Yeah, and, and it's, it's really hard to do that for, some, for whatever reason. <laughs> because, hu because human nature, biology, I always joke that we are fighting biology. There's this uh, scientist named Albert Bartlett. And he says, the greatest shortcoming of the human race are inability of, of understanding exponential functions, meaning, our greatest inability is our inability to make good decisions long-term. Yeah. We, we always make short-term decisions. And so you do get the Tony Robbins and the Gary V's and the super hyped up. And I'm not that guy. I'm like, I'm a scientist, man. I am super nerdy. And I'm going to tell you how to get there. Very predictable. But it's like, um, you know, one of the big sayings is, oh, you got to go all in on your business. Entrepreneurs work 18-hour days, blah, 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 blah. There's a 95% probability you are not in business 20 years from now that you work 20 years of your life with zero, zero financial freedom from it. And I tell people you're eight to five, not, not saying entrepreneurs are bad because I'm like, I'm an entrepreneur, but you got to understand that you make money for what reason? Protect your future self, not to grow your business. Yeah, we, we've been taught, we, we make money to go scale our business, bull crap. We make money to put money away for our future because my client who works an eight to five making 60 grand a year will have way more wealth than the guy who works 18 hour days and puts every dollar back into his business because there's only a 5% probability you come out on top on that. And so because I'm a scientist and a mathematician, I go, this is a probability game. Do you want a 99.9999% chance that you end up with wealth and all you have to do is put money aside and let it compound? Or do you want a 5% chance you end up eight, nine, 10 figures? Uh, come on <laughs> people uh people loved uh they love Damn that bull. short game <laughs> they love that short game and it was it's funny we think of uh folks that i really admire in in the business and it again it's tough for people to slow down to recognize that it, their system works right uh david hannemeyer hansen and jason freed um they have a couple of great books that they have a company called Basecamp. they're the founders of a technology platform called uh, ruby on rails and their whole thing is it's a, a bootstrap revenue funded business. They do very well and they've s slow and steady, right? They've grown that way and always scaled that way. Everything is always thought of as like, 
no, no big wins, no big, you know, don't aim because that's, it introduces risk. And it's so funny that a lot of people are very anti their message is like, because, well, look at, and I got a huge respect for, for founders that can do that sort of hockey stick level of growth. And that's incredible. But I also know that they probably burnt three other startups to the ground to be able to do it once. And in fact, point one, it's like, it's under 1% of businesses make it to hundred million in revenue. Yeah. And I would think it was lower than that. Yeah. And that's like out of software companies in general. So like basically they're, they don't have physical assets. Like they're, they're literally everything you're doing is margin and less than 1% can get to this mark. And that's get there. We also don't assume they Keep stay it. there, right? Exactly. Like it could be gone tomorrow. I mean, look, a right. hundred thousand businesses in New York shut down last week. I mean, there's this article that came out that says because of COVID 100,000 small businesses were forced to shut down permanently. Yeah. And it's like, and if you would have said that two months ago, no one would have thought that was even a possibility that so much risk could lie in something we never even thought of. And so I always joke that my, it's not a joke, but it's like, I always say that my best day of my life was the worst day of my life six years ago. Yeah. Meaning for 2004, I started my first business in the granite countertop industry, import export. And I grew it to $15 million a year in annual revenue. So we had surpassed the hundred million, you know, in our 10 years. And it was just like, I was making seven figures net. And it was like, life is good. And in less than a six month time frame. It all came crashing down due to something I didn't, I didn't foresee a partnership dispute with an investor who had, you know, in the, in the fine print of the contract had access and control of the bank account. And, oof, you know, I was yeah. just a shake your hand type guy and let's make this happen. I didn't, I was no, I wasn't very good at reading contracts and understanding what the liabilities of them are. And a blink and eye, it all came crashing down. And on November 1st of 2014, I had $11,000 in my bank account. I was making seven figures for the previous 10 years of my life and I had 11 grand in my bank account. I said, what the heck just happened? I took my kids trick or treating. I woke up that morning. I got up that morning the next day and I said, I will never be vulnerable to money again, ever. How do I do that? And that's what got me on this path of compounding and security first and then growth. Don't worry about your growth until you know what your security is. And the crazy thing is I've made more money in the last six years securely doing it correctly. Understand that's going to be there for me. Even, I mean, COVID didn't bother me at all because my money's not at risk. I didn't right. allow it. My money is compounding, not growing. And those two things are different. And so that, that, that day on November 1st, when I thought is like the worst day of my life, how could this happen to me? Well, it was me. 12 hours later, I said, Oh, whatever. I I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a purebred, meaning <laughs> I've made it once. I'll make it again. Like I can't let, I'll be fine. I made it all back very quickly. And uh, now I get to tell my story that it's never about how much money you make. You can make 50 grand a year, hundred grand a year, 500 grand a year. And the, the probability of all three of them ending up financially free is almost nothing. Yeah. But not how much you make, but how much you keep and what you do with what you keep will determine your financial freedom. And that's the message I have to the world is the only thing you're missing is compounding. Let the science of compounding guide your way. Math never lies. Let the math tell your story and guide your, guide your decisions. Well, I think the, the advice and, and I'm, I was actually surprised. It was funny when you said, I'm, I've got these five things. I'm like, no one ever gets to lay down the, the things because they're like, Oh, I won't sell a book if I, if I tell you the story, but I think it, if anything, it will sell the book because people will get why, why it's important. In fact, I'm going to buy a handful of copies for a few friends of mine and make sure that I put it in their hot little hands while I'm compounding my world. And um, you know, for folks that want to, think about this, you know, today, go buy the book. Second, do one push-up, And in 90 days, mm -hmm. we'll have a plan and, and you'll have some interest, you'll have compounding interest and you'll do a hundred pushups in a day. And, and I think that we can all do this together. So how do folks get a hold of you, Curtis, and learn more about, you know, I'll have links obviously to, to, to get the book in the show notes and we'll make sure we share links to, to Suncor and, and such. Uh, so what's the best way for folks to reach you and, and find out a little bit more? Yeah. Instagram and Instagram is one of my best 
pages. It's I am Curtis Ray. I'm always posting videos on there. Content, content, content. I don't hide anything. I mean, even in COVID, I was giving my book away, the audio book and the PDF for free because I understand a lot of people are struggling with money. And I believe the, the, the knowledge of compound interest is universal and everyone deserves it. So if you are struggling with money and you can't afford the $9.99 on Amazon, then literally reach out to me and I'll, I'll send you the free copy because this is more important than me and, and making money and things like that. My TikTok uh, account is I am Curtis Ray. Also LinkedIn. I mean, I'm on every social media. You can find me on Curtis Ray or I am Curtis Ray. And then if you want to go to one of my websites, I own the website compoundinterest.com. Think wow. <laughs> now that's what you call paying yourself first. <laughs> you got a hold of that one. That is No, cool. no. Here's the crazy part about it. Here's the crazy. I wrote my book. It is now February of 2020. I'm sitting in church. So I call this divine intervention. God wanted this to happen. But I'm sitting in church and I'm thinking, what website can I have to promote my book, The Lost Science of Compound Interest? And it's hard for people to remember websites, you know, when you say it yeah. on commercials or this and that. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, compoundinterest.com. I Googled it. It was available. No one owned the domain compoundinterest.com. The number one most Googled term in all of personal finance, 470 unique IP address searches per month and no one owned the domain. What are, that's impossible. That's impossible. And it was available and I bought it. And I'm like, I'm the compound guy. You want to know about compound interest? You talk to this guy. <laughs> nice. Well, that, that it that tells you something right there it it was meant to be and uh hey curtis it's been an absolute pleasure and thank you very much for sharing your story um like i said and, and thank you as well for for bringing that offer to folks because i know especially during times like this and i've i've done the same where i looked for you know we're all going to need a little extra help in the in the coming times and i i do hope that everybody takes the last few weeks and months of what we've experienced and turns those into lessons and doesn't just go back. Like this whole thing, people are like, well, I want to get back to normal. I'm like, let's forget about normal because maybe normal wasn't good. And I, not that we aren't going to find something amazing in what we get back to, whatever it's going to be. It can look a lot like what it was before, but maybe let's like. Eliminate the problems. Like yeah, we have a unique opportunity of hit reset. What didn't we like about society? Let's take those away and move forward progress compound progress compound progress shake it up shake it up i like excellent curtis ray thank you very much uh, it's been a pleasure and again for folks make sure you do uh, drop in go visit curtis compoundinterest.com uh and uh and like i said we'll have links to the show notes uh to your tiktok to your instagram we'll tag you on instagram as well i finally gave in and and i'm trying to manage my social media better uh and uh, so we'll, we'll get tagged over there and again for sharing your story uh, for folks who want to make sure you want to find out more great conversations like this, press that like button, subscribe button, and, and, and make sure you rate us in the iTunes store and Spotify as well. While I haven't quite made that Joe Rogan money, uh, I, I am on Spotify. And uh, so it, it's good. There's more ways that you can get more folks like Curtis. So thank you very much for sharing your time with me today. Thank you, Eric.